Turn to First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, and we're going to read that in just a moment. But I want to tell you funny. Is that okay? I'm going to anyway. While you're turning to First Thessalonians five. Several years ago, as I left a meeting at our church, I desperately gave myself a personal TSA pat-down. I was looking for my keys. They were not in my pockets. A quick search in the meeting room revealed nothing. Suddenly, I realized I must have left them in the car. Frantically, I headed for the parking lot. My wife, Diane, has scolded me many times for leaving the keys in the ignition. My theory is the ignition is the best place not to lose them. Her theory is that the car will be stolen. As I burst through the doors of the church, I came to a terrifying conclusion. Her theory was right. The parking lot was empty. I immediately called the police. I gave them my location, confessed I had left my keys in the car and that it had been stolen. Then I made the most difficult call of all. Honey, I stammered. I always call her honey in times like these. I left my keys in the car and it's been stolen. There was a period of silence on the other end of the line. I thought the call had been dropped. But then I heard Diane's voice. Ken, she barked. I dropped you off. Now it was my time to be silent. Embarrassed, I said, well, come and get me. And she retorted, well, I will as soon as I can convince this policeman I haven't stolen your car. <laughs> it's good to laugh, isn't it? Man, I am, I am so pumped at what God's doing. Isn't this awesome? Praise God. It's upward and onward, and man, we're just, we're just seeing God do awesome things. 1 Thessalonians 5, and verse 18. I'm reading out of the New King, New King James Version. In fact, it's up there. Let's read it together. Can we all read together? It's up on the screen. Let's read together. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything, give thanks. Everybody say, in everything. everything. Now, the will of God is not everything that happens to you, but it's your giving of thanks in the midst of all that you experience. Amen? Now, this is what I saw happen when our pastor in this church went through uh, the, the loss of the church on 5th Street in, in Penn and when going through the tornado in 2000. It's, it's, this is what we see in Acts chapter 16 when Paul and Silas were beaten and put in jail for doing the will of God following a vision that they had seen from the Lord when they tried to go into Asia and the Spirit suffered them not, didn't allow them, tried to go to Bithynia and the Spirit said don't go there. Then they had a vision from the Lord. A man said come over to Macedonia and help us. They went over there and obeyed God and they got thrown in jail. And then it says at midnight, everybody say at midnight. At midnight they began in Acts chapter 16, 
it says they began to sing, to, uh, sing praises to God at midnight. Everybody say midnight. midnight. Now, that encourages me. It encourages me they, did it, they didn't do it till midnight. You know why? Because I know that they didn't get thrown in jail at midnight. How do I know that? There's no magistrate on the planet that works till midnight. So I know the Bible says specifically it took them a little while to get their attitude adjusted where they could start singing and praising God instead of moaning, groaning, whining, and complaining. Amen? And they started doing that, and then the Bible says everyone's bands were loosed. When they started praising God in the midst of the problems that they had, it affected other people. What I want to talk to you about today is just this term, thankfulness. Everybody say thankfulness. God's will for each of us. God's will for each of us. Thankfulness. Say thankfulness is God's will for me. See here he says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What's the will of God? Giving thanks in everything. In the midst of when it seems like your prayers aren't answered, when it seems like you're following God, and you know, it seems like the devil throws everything he can at you, the kitchen sink and everything else. The will of God, see you might be walking in the will of God, but he's telling you here, listen, understand this. The will of God is not just a geographic location. And it's not just a vocation. The will of God is that you and I praise him and thank him in the midst of what's going on. Because... Listen, I don't know about you, I've talked to you about this before. Every place I've ever been, Ernie, there's been a sandpaper person. Sometimes two or three. And you know what, I'm sure I've probably been a sandpaper person to someone else. Yeah? And so my job is, you know, we're praying, God, get us out of here. And Jesus is interceding at the right hand of the Father that we'd stay with a good attitude. The will of God is you and I giving thanks in everything. Not, not moving out because we had a bad attitude. Or somebody else did. Are you listening to me? See, this is how Calvary Cathedral International ended up with double after the enemy gave his best shot. We're out, they're out there praising God the very next day. And then not only the very next day, but in the, in the tent, in the heat, in the floods. And then, and then here, here we didn't know that we were going to end up with this building, meeting, having church at three, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, praising God. Everybody say praising God. In the midst of the worst situation. That's the will of God. How many of you want to be in the will of God? Thankfulness is it. Moaning, groaning, whining, belly aching, complaining, that ain't it. In fact, that takes you out of the will of God. You can be in the right place, but with the wrong attitude, and you're out of the will of God. I'm doing better preaching than you are amen to. 
This is the will of God. Thanking God in everything demonstrates to Him that you trust Him, you believe in Him, and you expect Him to turn what the enemy meant for evil around for good. This is the will of God in operation. It's what, it's what we've experienced today. Man, just, just praise. Now look, guys, you cannot get to another portion of God's will for your life by forsaking the will of God which is giving him thanks in the midst of everything right now in the present. If you, you cannot get to where you're going if you, if you yield to a whining attitude. <laughs> Hallelujah. My wife and I were... Uh, I was, and I'd share with her what I was going to preach about and, and then uh, or teach this morning. And, and, uh, <laughs> and we, had this, we had this couple sitting right behind us, and, and an elderly couple. And I mean, this gal was chalk, was fingernails on the chalkboard. I don't like what's going on. Honey, don't you know? What did you think I was doing when I was texting and calling? Oh, man. Jesus, could you move me? And they moved, you know, hey, we got bumped up to first class to pray for this gal. But I'm thinking, and he was so gracious to her, man, I was thinking, man, I mean, the spirit of slap started to come on me. <laughs> so, man, I'm trying to rest, and I mean, you just hear, and, I, and all of a sudden, I thought, wait a minute, I'm preaching tomorrow on this. <laughs> and maybe I'm supposed to pray for her, and, and praise God, I'm in first class, and anyway... Uh, so then we went to then we went somewhere to eat and and then her da her daughter in the spirit was there next to us in another booth. Man, Jesus! So you know you get opportunity to pray for people. No, guys, look the will of God. I mean, being in the will of God doesn't mean everything's going right in your life. It's giving God thanks in the midst of everything. Amen. And what what the Lord showed me was that you know we're going to have a we're going to have a day of joy, but if you don't have a thankful heart, you're not going to get there. You're not going to experience a joy without, without thankfulness. Everybody say, being thankful in everything is the will of God for me. Now, now look at Ephesians chapter 5, it's a companion verse. Ephesians chapter 5. And um, let's just read a few verses, verse 18 through, um, through verse 20. And again, this is a New King James Version. If you read King James, it'll read just a little different, but it's, it's, it's close. And do not be drunk with wine, in which, which is, uh, King James says, excess, dissipation, but be what? Filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then verse 20, look at that. 
giving thanks. Everybody say giving thanks. Giving thanks always for all things to God or unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here it says giving in, in uh, 1 Thessalonians is giving thanks in all things. Here he's saying giving thanks for all things. But now watch. He didn't say give thanks for all things that happened to you. He said give thanks for all things that are unto God. Did you hear me? So you can thank God in the midst of everything. But you don't thank God for everything. I mean, the, the devil might initiate or, or that, the, you know, maybe uh, people that are yielding him might initiate. You're not thanking God, you know, for that, but you can thank God in that. And you give thanks for those things that are, that are, that are unto God. What the devil's doing is not unto God. So, but, but now here's a point that I want to make. Being thankful is connected to a life of joy and, being st and staying filled with the Spirit. If we're going to walk in joy, we've got to walk with a thankful heart. Do you see that? He said here, be filled with the Spirit. Then he goes on. See, being filled with the Spirit is more than just praying in your spiritual language. I know some people that pray in a spiritual language and they're mean. They yield to the flesh. No, when you're yielding to the flesh, you're not being spirit-filled. Spirit You've leaked. I said you leaked. I know a lot of people that think they're filled and they leaked. It's leaked out and all I hear is flesh now. now. I'm not saying your spirit man's not filled, but your soul sure is not right now. You're manifesting something now other than spirit. And here he's telling you how to stay filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Praise you, Lord. I worship you. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love for me and, and all that. But then it said giving thanks. Everybody say giving thanks. So being thankful and, and being joyful, being thankful and, and staying filled with the Spirit is connected. Do you see that? Man, that's awesome. Now you're not going to live a joy-filled life and a spirit-filled life apart from being thankful. Have you ever met a Christian who was down in the mouth about everything? Negative. Down on their family. Down on their husband. Down on their wife. Down on their church. Down on their pastor. Down on the world with a perpetual whine in their voice. Pastor. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> if you pastor, if you pastor for a while, you know, you know who they are. They're just, I've met you somewhere. You, I've met you somewhere else. You're someone in another body right now. Pastor, I need you to pray for me. Hey, there's no faith in whining. There's no faith in complaining. There's no faith in pointing up problems. There's no faith involved in, you know, in negative reports. There's no faith involved in spreading rumors. There's no faith involved in gossip. 
There's no faith involved in maligning someone else. There's no faith in, by the way, there's no joy there either. No, you just are, you are, you've joined the Victims Anonymous Club and the Bad News Bears. And you wonder why you don't have any friends. You need to resign from the Bad News Bears. Yeah? And you need to decide, I'm going to be thankful for my husband. I'm going to be thankful for my pastor. I'm going to be thankful, you know, for my family. I'm going to be thankful for my church. I'm going to be thankful for my job. Man, you ought to thank God anybody to live with you. Can I get any love? Man, you ought to be thankful. You ought to be thankful anybody put up with you. You ought to be thankful you got a job. Amen? Be thankful. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus that you be thankful. I understand life isn't perfect. I understand that Everything's not, you know, going just your way. But man, listen guys, Jesus will make the difference in your life if you will just yield to the spirit of thankfulness. Hallelujah. Amen. In Psalm 100, I don't have, I didn't give the guys this verse, but let me just, let me just read Psalm 100 and just show you how this connects. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all of you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, not sadness. Come before His presence with singing. Know the Lord that He is God, that the Lord is He's God. He's made us and not we ourselves. We're His people. Say, I'm His, I'm, I'm His sheep. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. So how am I going to have a joyful uh, life and spirit? It's going to be because I'm thankful. Amen? Now look at, um, just look at two or three more verses here and I'm going to tell you a story uh, that, about, my, I'm going to confess my own sins to you. Is that all right? Luke chapter 17. Look at Luke chapter 17. I'm just telling you that joy, that thanksgiving is connected to our joy. Luke chapter 17 and let's look at verse 11. Luke 17 and verse 11. Um, this is a story of the 10 lepers. You remember these guys? And you know, leprosy affects people in a, in a terrible way. They're ostracized, they're set apart, they're isolated in their own colony. Um, then they, they live a horrible life where you, know, they, you don't wear makeup or anything. Uh, you don't worry about combing your hair. I mean, you, you know, you can lose parts of your nose. You can lose parts of your ears. You can, you know, your parts of your fingers or your toes. I mean, it's a terrible, horrendous disease. And, and Jesus came upon some lepers. And that happened, verse uh, 11, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were what? The lepers who stood afar off. Go to, the next, go to the next verse. And they lifted up their voices. Why do they need to lift up their voices? Because, you know, they had to stay apart. So they didn't think Jesus would come close to them. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest.'" 
And so it was, as they went, they were what? As they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15. And one of them, everybody say one of them. One of them, how many were there? So one of them out of ten, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. In other words, he gave thanks, right? Next verse. And fell down at his feet, on his face, at his feet, giving him what? And he was a Samaritan, so he was outside of covenant. And so Jesus answered and said, where, were there not ten cleansed? Where, where are the nine? Well, listen, guys. Jesus was asking by faith. He, he only saw one that was cleansed. He said, look, weren't the other nine cleansed? And then go to the next verse. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Were there not uh, uh, any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Verse 19. Verse 19. Well, I'll just read it. Verse 19. And he said to them, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you what? Has made you whole. Now listen. Each of these ten lepers were cleansed. They were healed of leprosy. In other words, every all the, the, the disease stopped. Okay? The disease stopped. They, they, were, they were cleansed. And when they were cleansed as they went, as they, as they obeyed. But Jesus' faith, only one of them came back who was healed. With a loud voice, he, he gave thanks and worshiped God. Jesus' response was, what, you know, weren't there 10 that were cleansed? Jesus' faith was that all ten were healed before he had any evidence of healing from them. The one who gave thanks, though, here's the difference. The one who gave thanks was made whole. I mean, his nose grew back out. His nubs of his fingers came back. I mean, he was made whole. I mean, thank God for healing. But, man, there's another dimension. And, and this is the point that I want to make to you today, that your, your thankfulness will produce wholeness in you. Not just healing, wholeness to you. Complete restoration of everything that the devil has stolen from you. Wholeness belongs at the house of the one that's thankful. Why did Jesus ask about the, about the other nine? Because he knew that the nine, by failing to give thanks, missed out on the full measure of God's will for them, being made whole. How many of you know God wants us made whole? Amen? Wholeness, wholeness in your life is waiting on your thankfulness in the midst of all things, not just when things are going well. Wholeness comes into our lives when we give Him thanks for what He has done instead of complaining about the part of our life that hasn't yet lined up with what we've prayed for. Are, are you guys tracking with me? Listen, I have the airport in sight, but I'm gonna circle quite a bit here if we, until we get this. That God wants wholeness in your life, but he can't get it to you if you're not thankful. I, listen, why? Because the wholeness is the will of God and you can't get the will of God by getting out of the will of God. 
And when you, and we've all been there. Listen, I've I've been there. Uh, I've been there. Yielded to complaining and whining and God, why, woe, woe is me. Why did this happen? And I've just been serving you and, and all of this, you know. But look, guys, my, I'm, I'm, my, thank God my midnight's coming. My midnight has come. Where me, okay, I get through all that and, you know, pour out my complaint to God. But then finally, I'm going to stop complaining. And I'm going to start thanking God that things are as good as they are that he's blessed me, he's helped me, he's prospered me, amen? And, and, and he's using me, and man, I'm, thank, God for relate, thank God for my wife, thank God for my children, thank, thank God for my friends. I mean, look guys, if I lost everything today, I've got friends. I'm not saying friends I would depend on, but friends who would help me. I've got friends. Man, I, I mean, thank God man, when, when everything's, everything's gone and you got, man, you, here's the deal. You cannot take Jesus from me and you can't take my friends from me. You can't take my wife from me. You can't take my covenant friends from me. Thank God. Amen. And you can't take my birthday from me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Now, look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. How many of you want to walk in wholeness? See, I've just got two or three other verses. How many of you, how many of you give me five more minutes? 5, 10, 15, 20, praise God. We'll... <laughs> Second, 2 Timothy chapter 3 is a picture of last day culture of people. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 4. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. How many of you know we're there? For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. But can I just stop and, th- can I just stop and thank God for our pastors and for the leaders of this church and for this church loving the world and loving people and loving me because they're not lovers of themselves. Praise God. And I can't ever talk to Pastor Bob or Charlie or any of the staff. You know, what can I do for you? It's never about them. It's all, always about, about others. They'll be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. How many of you would like to defeat the love of money? I'm not talking about money. Look, I'm, I'm not talking about taking poverty uh, vow, vow of poverty. I'm talking about, man, I, I've been broke, I've been rich, rich is better. Okay? But uh, there's a difference between having money and loving it. How many of you would like to de- destroy, defeat the love of money in your life? Whenever you have a conflict between a relationship and financial gain, choose the relationship and you'll destroy the love of money in your life. I, I, I don't have time to unpack that. But that, 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 was worth, that was worth the price of admission today. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and then what's next? Unthankful. Unthankful. Un- unthankful, then it leads to unholiness, unloving, un- unforgiving, 
slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of those that are good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Man, I tell you what, uh, we, we, are, we are seeing that in this culture. And you know what? We see it happen in the church. How many of you know this is not a healthy life? Think of the entitlement attitude that people have today. Like you owe me something. And I served 24 years in one church. I mean, you all, you know, I'm, my reward's great in heaven, I know. But, I mean, I got a banquet. I'm not, I mean, I'm, praise God, I got a banquet. And I'm, I mean, and, they, and, they've, and they've blessed me financially and all that. But I'm just saying, listen, it's not my church. And, and so we think, we think everybody owes us something because we, we worked at a place for a long time. Listen, whatever we do, we do as unto the Lord, right? I said, are you doing it as unto the Lord or are you doing it for a gold watch or a banquet or something else? Listen, guys, we got to serve as unto God and entrust Him and, in, and it be thankful. How many of you would like to walk free from offense? Totally free from offense. I mean, totally, forever, never be offended again. How many of you like to walk free? Do you, are you serious? Do you mean it? No, you don't really mean it. You want to totally walk free from offense. The apostle Paul prayed that you and I would be unoffended. Okay? Be, un, be, be unoffendable. Um, we'd be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. In Philippians, he prayed that. So I can receive that. Well, you want to know how to do it? Here's how to do it. Offense is always connected with your expectation of men. And so if you want to, be, if you want to walk free from offense, here's how you do it. You really want to know? Let me see again if you want to know. All right, here's how, here's how you do it. When it comes to men, expect nothing. And be thankful for everything. See, if you were expecting $100 and they gave you five, what's this? No, man, if I wasn't expecting 100 I'm thankful for five. Now, I'm not talking about a, a, an employer that agrees with me to pay me a certain amount. Then I can expect that to get, and, amen? Or if I am an employer and I ask them to work, I'm just talking about relationship-wise. If I'm going to walk free from offense, then if I come here and serve in this church, if the pastor doesn't notice me on a Sunday, I'm, I didn't come here to get noticed. I came here to love and to serve. And this is, by, and by the way, this is a test. I said it's a test. And God's tests are made to pass. And here's the thing about God's test: you get to take them again every time you fail. Now it's an open book test. You came into church and you got offended because somebody didn't notice you. Listen, maybe you just need to stop focusing on moi and you need to realize that the world doesn't revolve around you. It revolves around Jesus and that maybe somebody else out there needs to be noticed besides you and that you just repent of your selfishness and focus on other people. <laughs> Good preaching, Pastor Greg. Hallelujah. 
whining about the temperature. Does anybody remember when you, I mean, are you old enough to remember when you didn't have air conditioning? I do, and I'm not old. And you're whining about the temperature? Bring a coat or take one off. Quit wine bagging. Could, could, we, could we show those, Richard? Let, let, me, let me show you some, some pictures. It might help you be thankful. Is that all right? Okay. Could, do you got those, do you have those pictures? You're, you're moving there. I mean, I, I remember, I, any of you ever been to a place that, that they had an outhouse? They didn't have indoor plumbing. Okay, now, just, just back in October, I went with Andrew to Uganda. And then here's three good looking guys, or at least two anyway, <laughs> me and Andrew and Gary in front of Lighthouse Television. And Andrew, keep that picture up for a moment. Andrew wanted to go to an, uh, an area, is northeast, Karamoja area. Northeast Uganda, keep that up there guys if you would. Uh, and Gary and his brother, twin brother, and me and Andrew and some others, no, go to that other one that had the, that, go to the next one that had the, uh, now that, you see that, com that's, a, that's a village. We flew over a village of huts that was in the northeast area and they had that surrounded with thorns and thistles and they were warring, it was a, a formerly warring tribes, okay? Now go to the next, now, we, when we landed, we drove about two hours, went back to where those village were, and here, here's what we met. Little children with, with, some of them had no clothes, by the way. None. And go to the next, uh, and here was, here's where they lived. You see those huts? You, we saw them over the, uh, from the air a minute ago. We had to bring a soldier with us. Now, stop right there. That was their drinking water. They didn't have a well. I said they didn't have a well. That's what they drank. And you can see some of them don't even have any clothes on at all. Go to the next one. This is the hut that, that Andrew and I think, would you crawl in there, Gary, too? Gary and Andrew crawled in. This is this little, uh, I don't know if that's a little girl or boy, but anyway, this little child. This is where they this is a child lived. And what they were cooking for lunch, Gary can verify. What was it, Gary? Rats. For lunch. Now, I don't mean to gross anybody out. Keep that up there for a moment, Richard. And we complain if we can't go to some... Out to eat. We gotta, we gotta eat bologna today. Come on, guys. They got one pair, look, one pair of clothes. They live in huts. No, there is no air, air conditioning. What do you mean air conditioning? 
I mean, they're, they're, eating, they're eating stuff you can't eat, drinking from... And, and, I mean, this is real. In fact, this outreach came as a result of Andrew's impact through Lighthouse Television. And Gary's helping to facilitate this. We're reaching this village now. We're going there and discipling them all because Lighthouse Television paved the way. But listen, and then we're, you know, the, the music is too loud. I, I have to walk to church. They, they don't even know what a car is, some of them. And then we're, and then we're belly aching and complaining. Listen, you know what? They got two stories in that little deal. And then they, their bed is mats. We were there. Gary, am I, am I exaggerating at all? And then... Man, we're, we're blessed above all people. I said, we're blessed. We've got nothing to complain about. You know, the average, you, you know, you didn't see, you didn't see people there uh, in that area. I mean, probably the life expectancy is what? Is it 40 or 40, 42? I don't know, something like that. You didn't see very many adults. And all these precious children, man, they need the word. They need other things. They need water wells. They need, you know, but here's the deal, guys. And then, I mean, I tell you, you go, you go there, and it just, it just makes you thankful for life. It makes you thankful for the things that God's blessed us with. And we're concerned about, you know, whether we bought a house or whether we rented a house or whether we, you know, what, what, I mean, we're, 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 whether we drive or whether we walk. Man, thank God. Everybody say, thank God. Thank God for what we've got. Thank God for how God's blessed us. Thank God that we can give. That's why the Bible says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive because it's more blessed to be in a position to be able to do something to bless people that are, that are less fortunate. But guys, we need to be thankful. Did you know Romans chapter 1 verse 21 tells us that the, that the first step of digression toward apostasy is being unthankful. They didn't glorify God. And in here, in 2 Timothy 3, look at verse 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power from such people turn away. Listen, there are some people, we just need to help them change their lifestyle. If they start belly aching, they start complaining, they start, my ears, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm sorry, sir, my ears are not garbage pails. You need to be thankful for what you've got. You need to be thankful that you've got a pastor. You need to be thankful you've got a church. You need to be thankful you've got a job. You need to be thankful you've got a family. You need to be thankful you've got feet to walk, you've legs to walk with, hands to you know, work with. Man, you need to be thankful you've got a mind. You need to be thankful you've got money. You need to be thankful. Amen. Thankful. 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 
thank God for all the souls God's given us. Thank God for the trust He's given us to reach this city. Thank God for Lighthouse Television. Thank God that He's using me. Thank God for Steve and Barbara that are, that are going to New Hampshire. Thank God for what God's doing in our lives. I am a thankful person. Amen. And I'm not hanging around close fellowship with people that are mumbling, murmuring. The Bible says that in 1 Corinthians 10 that you murmur and complain, you're destroyed of the destroyer. It's not a good place to be. Now look at, one. is this okay this morning? I'm just one more, one more passage, one more passage, and, and then I'm gonna give you a story. And I've, now I'm, we are heading in for a landing, okay? Romans chapter four. Romans chapter four. Man, I'm just so pumped at what God's doing, I'm telling you. I don't have, I don't have time to mo moan and bellyache and complain. Man, I'm thankful. Man, I, I'm praising God for life. I'm praising God for health. I'm praising God for provision. I'm praising God for my friends. I'm praising God, man for heaven. I'm praising God for Jesus. Man. Romans 4, verse 18. Romans 4, verse 18. The story of Abraham who, who contrary to hope, in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be and not being weak in faith. Can you be weak in faith? You can be. Not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, for he was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Abraham believed against the hope that the natural circumstances of his experience in his body and the deadness of Sarah's womb produced, and he believed in the hope that God's promise produced in him. Now, here's what I want you to get. Considering our problem produces weak faith. Considering what I don't have. Considering a prayer that hasn't come to pass yet. Considering circumstances that haven't lined up yet. Considering something not working out yet, considering that you've been praying for your husband and maybe he's not perfect yet like you. <laughs> you might just want to ask God to change you instead of change him. Just saying. <laughs> considering our problem or the problems of others equals weak faith, but giving glory to God and thanks equals strong faith. Abraham considered not the inability of his body to produce, neither did he consider the weakness of faith or the dead womb of his wife as a reason to doubt God's word. Stop considering the weakness of faith the unbelief, or the dead wombs of those around you. 
Man, I'm doing, oh, Jesus. Stop considering the dead wombs of those that are around you. I'm telling you, God can resurrect those wombs if you'll give him glory. The Bible said Sarah's womb was dead. But he didn't consider that a reason to doubt God's word. And he came to a place where, Lord, I've got dead wombs around me. I've got inability in me. I've got, you know, I don't don't have any experience. But, Lord, I am fully persuaded that what you promised, you're able to perform irrespective of dead wombs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord's resurrecting some wombs today. The Lord's resurrecting some dead wombs today. I said he's resurrecting some dead wombs today. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! There ain't no dead womb around me gonna stop the will of God coming to me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Glory to God. I thank you, Lord, fully persuaded. What you promised, you'll perform. My experience, my problem, dead wombs around me aren't gonna stop me. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, the the unbelief of others is not going to make my faith of none effect. Man, I'm thanking God what he promised me. Man, if I've got breath, I'm going to see it. I'm going to experience it. We're going to walk in it. Pastor, you and Joy's best days are ahead. The best days of this church are ahead. The the glory of this, this house, this latter house, is greater than the former. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Man. I, oh, Jesus. Man, I'm being lifted. I mean, I'm, he's lifting us up. Hallelujah. Man, that spiral is catching me. I'm, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. All right, I want to tell you one story. Is that all right? We have landed, but we're fixing to take off. One story. Is this okay? <laughs> one story of a personal example how Janice and I relearned the importance of thankfulness. In the summer of 2008, we began to sense God, we had this beautiful home in Alvord, Texas. Some people call it Alvoid. It's like, like, Boo, yeah, like Bowie and Montague. Montague would have uh, had a hard time with them changing his name to Montague. Anyway, we felt like God was moving us back to Decatur. And, or, or there was a move coming. And in retrospect, it was both during that time, it was just before the housing bubble, and it was protection from us, for us from the housing bubble collapse and, and the preparation for his leading into the new assignment that he had for us. We didn't realize he hadn't spoken to us about that yet. We've been talking about selling the house. We had quite a bit of equity in it. It was a really beautiful home, 3,000 square feet. We got such a great deal on it. And we just were talking about it. One day, somebody came by and just wanted to buy our home. We didn't list it or anything. So we gave them a price that we, you know, we had checked in the area, and we gave them a price we thought, you know, was far beyond what they would take, and they, they bought it. Signed a contract. Now I'm, oh, Jesus, did we make a mistake? And, then, and they bought it. We closed in September, and they gave us till November to find something else, and we start looking. Now, we're excited, you know, because of the favor of God, the blessing of God, but then we started looking, and this was before the crash, everything was 20 to 25% per square foot higher than what we sold our home for, and we got a good deal, but replacement cost was tough, and, and now we're sweating it. Dr. Stumbo, we're fixing to have to move in with our kids. We can't find a house. And then worse than that, we're murmuring, murmuring and complaining. I know y'all had never been there. But we, we began to question whether we missed God by selling our home in Alvord and more significantly, whether, whether we, allow, allow, we had allowed ourselves to become discouraged and lose our joy. <clears throat> Unconsciously, our attitudes have become negative and sour rather than joyful and expectant. We were disappointed. The word dis in disappointment means to undo. When you yield to disappointment, you can undo divine appointments. We, look, we, we finally decided to stop looking at homes for a few days and to seek the Lord instead of the right house that we pray for, even though the will of God was for us to have a a good home. How many of you ladies know that's the will of God? And the Lord showed us that while we were praying for the will of God, while we were praying for the will of God concerning our right home, we had allowed ourselves to get out of the will of God with our bad attitude, our whining, our complaining because things weren't going right, and we got looking at things around us, the dead wombs of those that are around us. And we stopped praising God. We stopped thanking God. And we were undoing 
the divine appointment that God had for us. We made a simple heart adjustment and chose to be thankful in the midst of our disappointment and God led us to the right home that we got a good deal on and we needed it because then after the crash we didn't lose very much money. But that was a setup to where we, where we could then be launched to where, where we are now and, we, and, and, and we, the Lord led us to a home wasn't even listed. We didn't have to move in with our son, praise God. But here's, here's the point, and now we've landed and we're pulling up to the gate. Learn an important lesson from my wife and I at our expense. You cannot get to another portion of the will of God for your life by forsaking the will of God in the present, which means giving thanks in everything. Each of us face disappointments and delays to answers to prayer, but don't allow the disappointments or delays to affect your, to affect, uh, your attitude because the dis in disappointment means to undo the divine appointments that God has for you. In everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Are you with me? I, we made that heart adjustment. I'm calling Calvary Cathedral International individually and corporately to make the heart adjustment. To say today, yeah, I'm going places, I'm doing things, you call, it's your will for this, it's your will for that, but while we're on the way to that divine appointment, let's not undo it with disappointment. With, with, with whining, with complaining, amen, with focusing on the dead wombs of those that are around us. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. Hallelujah. Now, let me, just, let me just ask you this. If God's speaking to you, God's speaking to you. I mean, it's Jesus is interceding. For you. He so wants you to be whole. He doesn't just want you to be healed. He wants you to be whole. But he can't do it without your cooperation. Without you saying, Lord, all right, this is where I belong in the place of the thankful. There are people all over the world that don't have what I've got. Forgive me, Father, for being unthankful. If there's any hard adjustment that you need to make, maybe it's uh, uh, concerning what I've said today, maybe it has to do with, you know, you considering the dead wombs of those that are around you. I don't know what it is, but if, you're gonna if you respond to this today at any level that God's speaking to you, say, Lord, I'm, you, you can count me in. I'm out of unthankfulness, and I'm in the will of God now. I, I am one thankful boy. I am one thankful girl. If that's you, just stand up right where you're at. Stand up. Stand up. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is it, it's Steve, right? That's your name, Steve? Okay, Steve, let me tell you something, sir. Uh, God's turning things around for you for your family, for your business, for your life, because you've, that was, this is a big step for you today. 
You've, you've stood up in faith. And I'm telling you, God sees that. And He's turning things around for you, sir. You just stay in that place of thanksgiving and praise and don't be focusing on the dead wombs of others and God's gonna bring that promise to pass to you. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. Put one hand on your heart. Say, Lord, I yield my heart to you. Forgive me for focusing in the wrong place for being ungrateful, unappreciative of all that you've done for me, through me, to me. In Jesus' name, I yield to a spirit of thankfulness. I am one thankful person. I'm in the will of God and I plan to stay there. No more will I allow unthankfulness to undo my divine appointments. I'm in the will of God, I'm thankful, and I'm gonna help other people stay thankful. In Jesus' name, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Now, listen, we've just kind of begun. Man, tonight is gonna to be so powerful because your hearts are right, you're ready for a release.